0: Hi, welcome to Moments with Marilyn. I'm your host, Marilyn Boyer, the mom of 14 homeschool kids who love the Lord and love each other. I absolutely love young moms, and it's my passion to give you tips and tools to help make your journey easier. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to talk about what do I do with these preschoolers while I'm doing school with all my other kids. Before we get started, let me just say that you can... Access our podcasts on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you prefer to download your podcasts. Okay, so let's get started. I love preschoolers, it's probably one of my favorite ages. Preschoolers are so full of excitement, they love to learn, they are just so inquisitive everything you do they're just they throw themselves into it they want to do more they want to learn they're curious so our job is to capitalize on that and to encourage that love for learning and not to squelch it but sometimes if we have other kids we're homeschooling and we've got preschoolers too they can be our biggest distraction i remember one of my children was very active very, very active. And I have a picture of her sitting in the middle of the kitchen table, throwing the caps off the markers just every which way and making noise. She loved to make noise. And she was a distraction to my kids doing school. So how do we incorporate those preschoolers into our school and make it a beneficial time for them without totally distracting our other kids? That's what we're talking about today. And let me just say that some times you just have to grin and bear it and make it through. Like with that one preschooler, she was so active and she was a distraction. But a few months, she kind of settled down into the pattern and learned how we did things. And just a few months at that age makes a huge difference. So sometimes you just need to grin and bear it and get through it. But there are some things I learned that really help. And that's what I want to share with you today. First of all, Preschoolers love attention. They want your attention. They want mommy, 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 mommy. You hear your name a million times. So what I found to be very helpful in the morning before I started school with my older kids, I would have them pick up clutter, just get the house in order, not really do chores, but just pick up clutter to get ready for our day. During that time, I would spend, say, 15 minutes with my preschoolers and I'll tell you later what kinds of things I would do with them, but I would spend 15 minutes undivided attention with those preschoolers so they knew they had mom's attention during that time. Then I would do school with my other kids and I will also tell you what I did with my preschoolers during that time. But halfway through the morning, we would take a snack break. The older kids would go to get their snack and I would spend another 15 minutes with my preschoolers. And then at the end of the morning, I would let the older kids fix sandwiches or whatever for lunch while I spent another 15 minutes with the preschoolers. So they got into the groove and they knew that there were those three specific times that they would have mom's undivided attention. And that way they weren't constantly saying, Mom, 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 pulling at you and trying to get your attention. It really did help. I would remind them, Hey, your time's coming. I'm doing math with your brother but in a few minutes I'm gonna spend some more time with you so I have also found that the way you manage your preschoolers has a great bearing on the effectiveness of your homeschooling because they can be a tremendous um, distraction but I would actually train my kids we would have school time voices church time voices riding in the van time voices. Imagine that you have 14 kids and you're all riding in a van and everybody's talking. You know, it can get really loud, even if everyone's just talking normally. So we pretty much, those special voices were pretty much just a lowered voice. You know, you can talk, but you need to talk in a lower voice. And I would train my older kids to expect some kind of distraction and to still be able to focus and concentrate on what they were doing. At the same time, I'd be training my preschoolers to talk in the lower voices and to, if they wanted mom's attention, to come put their hand on my knee and wait for me to finish explaining math to their brother before I answered them. And they can learn that. You know, it's a training process. And I would train them to do that. I'd remind them, you know, we get to use your school voices during school so what do you do with them all right you have spent the 15 minutes now we're getting into school with the other kids what do your preschoolers do Uh, first of all sometimes just you know fisher price sets of barns or dollhouses or whatever were very effective and i would allow my preschoolers to play quietly with their school voices in our presence i didn't want to communicate to my preschoolers that you are a bother or i could do this job much easier if you weren't here I didn't want to communicate that to them and also if i did feel that way my older kids would pick up on that too and they'd be communicating it to them and the younger ones wouldn't feel accepted and loved and you'll be amazed at what the preschoolers pick up if they're just around for instance i remember once i was training my third grader with math facts and we were doing kind of a sing-song voice nine times four is And the preschooler popped up 36, (laughs) much to the consternation of the third grader because they got it before they did. But, you know, they will pick up a lot. I remember another one of my preschoolers, I was doing Hebrew with his brothers just so that they could, you know, be familiar with the alphabet and learn a little bit about Scripture. And he wanted to do Hebrew. So I found a Hebrew coloring book. And he was probably three years old. And I would let him color his Hebrew letters while his brothers were doing Hebrew. This uh, this same child wanted to do anatomy when his brothers were learning anatomy. So again, I got him a coloring book, an anatomy coloring book, and he was so proud of himself doing anatomy with his big brothers. And they learned so much just from being there. They learn so much from the other kids as well. So I didn't want to exclude them. I didn't want to send them away. I didn't want them to feel like they're a bother and a burden because they're not. So how do we deal with them? What I would do, um, I would prepare a bunch of activities in the summer. I would either store it in a big box or I would store it in a special closet. I did a couple different things along the way. And these were things that the preschoolers could do only during school time. That's a key, because if it was an activity that they could do whenever they wanted, they would tire of it. So this was their school and it was saved just for school time. And yes, it took me getting up and changing these activities frequently. You wanna change them while the, children, the child is still enjoying them instead of letting them get tired of them before you switch out to another activity. But I would have this big repertoire of activities for them to do, and they were learning things. For instance, I'd always try to get a special set of markers I remember one year I had markers with little animal-shaped lids on them, little heads of animals, or markers that have different scents to them. Stickers. Kids, preschoolers, love stickers. Just give them stickers and let them put them on a piece of paper. Another huge thing that we would do that the kids loved was, during the summer, I would cut shapes out of construction paper. I would do circles and squares and trapezoids and ovals different colors different shapes and just let the preschooler take a glue stick and glue down shapes on a piece of paper and make his own creations he could make a picture whatever he wanted they loved doing this you know we went through those boxes of shapes very quickly it was just a great activity simple i mean anybody can do it but it saves your bacon when you can give them some entertainment other things were outlining. I had a box of things that they could outline, like a jar lid, a popsicle stick, a pen. Um, it was just a bunch of fun things, a plastic knife that they could take and outline. Stencils was another thing. Um, you know, like I say, I had tons of different things that I could switch from. Even just counting M&Ms and then sorting them. Sort them by color, count them and then maybe eat a few at snack time. Um, another thing we had, one of my sons loved to build and create things. So I encouraged my kids to make gifts for each other at Christmas time. So one year he made what we called family dolls. In our house, paper dolls did not have a long lifespan. So he got pictures of all of his siblings, and he glued them to a piece of plywood. He cut it out an oval. He made a stand for each of them. And they were family dolls. They were probably about that big. And he gave them to his sister Krista for Christmas. And she loved those things. So she would get out the family dolls during school time. And she would play act different situations that occurred in the family. And I think she still has those. I think she plans to give them to her kids. Um, Just a simple thing like that. Also, I've got an entire list that I want to share with you guys with plenty of Ideas of what you can put in that box. Lacing and tracing shapes. Floor puzzles. Laurie has some great floor puzzles. The company Laurie. Um, ABC puzzles. My kids learn so much through puzzles. My two year old grandson, right now, puts together an ABC puzzle. It's incredible, but he does it. He's learning his letters at two years old. Flannelgraph graph books, um, Play-Doh, oh boy, Play-Doh was a big thing in our family. I made my own recipe, and I will put a link down below to give you um, the recipe. It's less crumbly than regular, regular Play-Doh, and we have a bunch of molds and plastic knives and rolling pins, and the kids would play with that for hours. The boys would make cows and sheep and goats and then take the plastic knives and butcher them where the girls would make babies and food. You know, there's little pizzas and cakes and things that you can make out of Play-Doh. And I just had a little short child's table and I'd put a plastic drop cloth underneath it and let them play with that. And they would spend a long time playing with Play-Doh. Then at the end, you just kind of roll up the plastic and take it out and shake it off. But it's worth the mess because it really keeps them occupied and they're doing something fun something they're learning from. Things like block sets, peg play, uh, shape sorters, dry erase boards and markers. My kids love those. Even preschool workbooks. I mean, there's a multitude of those that you can buy. Simple dot-to-dot books. Audiobooks. Oh, boy. Um, We even offer a bunch of audiobooks for preschoolers. We've got Uncle Rick... Uncle Rick, um, history for preschoolers that teaches preschoolers history, teaches them about people like Robert E. Lee and Abraham Lincoln and General Grant and George Washington. You know, kids, preschoolers can learn history and they love it. And if you start them out that young, listening to audiobooks, they will love history. Um, I remember one of my kids when she was about two, came walking down the hall one day and there was a picture of George Washington kneeling in prayer and she looked up and she kind of saluted to him. Um, It's never too young to teach your kids history. As a matter of fact, it's better to start when they're young because they will develop an interest for it and a passion for it. And they'll retain so much of it. So we would save that for special times where they could have their own little headset so they're quiet, but they're listening to their history CDs or their Bible CDs and learning scripture. So I will put the link below to let you access this list. There's many other things on the list. But the trick was to save these activities only for school time. And then they don't tire of it. Change it before they get tired of the one activity. And yes, I would feel like I was a juggler. I kind of set my house up so the kids that were writing were at the dining room table. The preschoolers were at the kitchen table doing their activities. And the kids that were reading were in the living room. And I kind of rotated around. I was kind of the juggler, the coach. You know, I'd assign their school. I'd be there to help the ones that needed help. I usually would have to help all the kids with math. So while I was helping one with math, another would be doing history. But it is it is a juggling act. And sometimes you feel like you're kind of stretched. And sometimes you've got those preschoolers that are just really loud, like I was talking about, and you have to just kind of endure. But as much as you can include them in your school, they're such a joy. I also would use the preschool activities as a motivation for the older kids because sometimes they would want to play with Play-Doh or they would want to outline shapes or count M&Ms and eat them. You know, they'd want to do those things. So I would say if you finish your math in a good amount of time, then you can go help the preschoolers with what they're working on. Or sometimes we'd have a special um, seasonal project. And in my preschoolers mom's guide, character concepts for preschoolers mom's guide, there's tons of seasonal projects. There's nature projects. There's recipes that are appropriate for preschoolers to make, and you can use that as a motivation to your older kids. If you finish your math on time, you can go make worm dirt baskets with the little kids. You know, with the Oreo cookies, dirt, and little gummy worms sticking out. There's just tons of things that are good ideas for preschoolers that you will find in the preschool guide. And let me just say, one of my daughters-in-law encouraged me to write a preschool curriculum which i did probably i don't know probably eight years ago and it just incorporates teaching character and history and letters and sounds and things like that into one easy curriculum i was telling you about the 15 minutes in the beginning of the morning 15 minutes halfway through 15 minutes before lunch if you do that, you can, take, you can do the whole preschool curriculum in those three 15-minute periods. And your kids will be learning about nature, science. They'll be learning scripture. They'll be learning Bible. They'll be learning character. It goes through 12 basic character qualities that every child needs to know. Obedience, honesty, responsibility, kindness, diligence. You know, the things that you want your kids to know. And that part of the preschool curriculum you can actually do with older kids, too, because they need to know about those things as well. So it just kind of puts it all together for you in that book. Uh, It's been about 10 years since we wrote our Crossroads of Character, and I used my grandkids as subjects for that book. And it is used in the preschool curriculum. It has everyday life stories to teach the kids about these character qualities. It is not too early to teach preschoolers character. As a matter of fact, I would much rather spend time teaching my preschooler's character than teaching them letters or sounds or colors. Those things are important and you can do that too. I mean you can do it all, but it's so much more important to build that foundation of character when they're young. And I hope that these tools will help you put it on the preschooler's level so that they can understand it. Our definitions are simple They have Bible verses to go with them that you can teach your preschoolers to say. And then when they're struggling with obedience or they're struggling with being kind to a brother or sister, you can remind them what scripture says about those things. You're guiding them. You're leading them along. And just in closing, I would like to tell a couple fun projects that I did with a couple of my preschool grandkids last week. I was watching them. They were two years old and four years old and we made Rice Krispie treats, and I got orange food coloring, colored it orange, and then we shaped it into the shape of a pumpkin. And then I cut little Tootsie Rolls in half, and we smushed the the half a Tootsie Roll on top of the pumpkin to make the stem. And that was something so simple that they could do, but they had a blast doing that. And I will put a picture in here so that you can see what that looked like. We also did Nutter Butter acorns. We made acorns from the Nutter Butter cookies and you melted chocolate chips and you dipped a Hershey's Kiss in the melted chocolate chips and stuck it to the little Nutter buddy, nutter Butter mini cookie. And it made an acorn. And they loved those. One of my other grandchildren saw a picture of that and he wants to come over and do that too. He's also a preschooler. And that's just something so simple that you can do to stimulate your preschoolers and do fun projects with them. Another thing we did, we found online on Pinterest, I think it was, a picture of a lion's face. And they suggested you get autumn leaves and glue them around the lion's face to make a mane. Well, I did. I made a variation of that. I had taken some autumn leaves and I co- covered, colored, copied them on my color copier. And it comes out so clear. The colored leaves done on a color copier look gorgeous. So I cut out around them. And then I let the grandkids take glue sticks and a piece of construction paper, glue the middle of the lion's face down on the paper, and then stick the, the leaves around, glue the bottoms of the leaves and stick them around to make a lion's mane. And they had a blast. You know, they loved doing that. So simple. Um, But they talked about that. We also went to the fruit stand, and I let them pick out pumpkins. And they had little uh, metal wagons there, and I let the two, it was a little girl, a little boy, I let them ride in the wagon. They picked out their pumpkin, and they were holding their pumpkin. We went up to pay for them. And then we came home, and they painted their pumpkin. And... Their big sister says every time they ride past that fruit stand, they'll tell the rest of the family about going and picking out their pumpkin and riding in the wagon. So those are just some simple things to make it fun for preschoolers. And these activities are something your older kids would like to be brought into as well. So I hope that gives you some ideas. Um, Remember, any time that you spend teaching your kids God's word never returns void. You're not wasting your time. Thanks for joining us today. It's been a pleasure being with you. I hope you learned something that you can take home and use. Bye for now.